I don't want to make it too simple, but you just got to get up and do it and find your own personality. Don't be scared. And if you don't like something, you can always delete it and get rid of it. It doesn't have to exist forever. If you don't know what you're going to say, I, I don't know, but people put up videos with no narration and a, a music behind it and they dig a hole with a machine and they get a thousand likes. So really just try it. Good day and welcome to the Leading with Nice interview series podcast. My name is Matthew Ewell, and of course, we want to help you inspire others, build loyalty, and get results. Now, today I am the most excited. I have to say, this is an easily already top three podcast for me because for the first time, we have a legitimate social media influencer on our channel. And Corey, do you, did you ever think you would hear that title affixed to your name? No, I didn't. Um, it didn't take long before I started to realize something was happening. But uh, no, when I started this, absolutely not. I didn't expect it. Eastern Ontario businesses have seen sales skyrocket and views explode in recent months after turning to TikTok for promotion. In Smith Falls, this retailer has put a new spin on the social media platform too. Corey McMullen started off as skeptical, but now some of the TikToks where he shows what works and what doesn't have earned millions of views. Those views are turning into a major sales boost. Okay, so just to give you uh, listening at home or watching here on YouTube some context, you know, Leading with Nice, we work with businesses of all sizes, but we really thrive working with either a team within a, within a huge business or medium and, and small businesses. And so I love being on social media and following other businesses. I love to see what they're doing. It gives me a chance to learn. And I think it must have been maybe April or May. It was definitely the summertime. So I remember being at the beach watching uh, Corey. Corey's family for decades has owned an appliance and mattress store in a town just outside of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And I came across this TikTok about a washer and dryer. So if you're looking for a washer that's on par with what they used to make in 1976, come look at a hitch. What makes the hitch a lot like this old Maytag? Well, steel outer tub, steel tripod suspension system, steel floor in the washer for stability, just so happens I was telling Corey, you know, we're looking at doing some renovations and we'll be looking for new appliances. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to check this out. Lo and behold, didn't I go searching time and time again for Corey's content? And I invited him on in July. I sent him an email and said, hey, I want to have you on because other businesses want to do what you're doing. And he wrote back and said, oh, you know, this is not really my game. And then just recently, the powers that be, TikTok themselves, gave Corey affirmation that what he's doing is good stuff and they wanted to share his story. About a week ago, we were contacted by an agency from Toronto who's working with TikTok. A couple of days later, I found myself on a Zoom call with TikTok. My very first Zoom call, by the way. It turns out that TikTok thinks our content's really great and they think other people are gonna be interested in that too. So they shared our story with the media. And I just want to say, none of this would have happened if it wasn't for you guys watching our videos. It's clear that you really like the content, and I'm going to do my best to keep it coming. I'm a lot more I think I'm like one of the first five you know, interviews that Corey's agreed to do. So Corey, listen, man, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for making time. Thank you very much. That was very flattering. I appreciate it. Can you help people understand, because you were not a social media influencer out of high school. What would that even have been when we were graduating high school? Like, What would social media have been? 
I wasn't shy. I was always in the in the communication side of things and did a lot of photo and video editing. I didn't go into drama, but I really liked the technical stuff. I'd film the football games and edit them or film the local plays and put them together. But there was no YouTube then. There was barely even digital uh, video editing. We were tape to tape. So it definitely wasn't anything like social media, but that's what I was interested in in high school. So why are we talking? Tell us what you started doing. I'm curious when you actually started, like when your first upload was. Um, about March, March 2021. Hey everybody, Corey from McMullen Appliance. I often get the question, how durable is the glass top on a glass top range? Let's find out. Here is our victim. Do not attempt this at home. I'm a professional. I really I came back to the family business in 2018, and I had a strong background in digital marketing uh, for independent retailers uh, across Canada in my past career. So I really stripped us down. We eliminated all print marketing, went completely Google, YouTube, and some social media platforms, really? and probably dropped our marketing expense by 90% or, or possibly even more. And we had what I felt was more awareness and more of a quality connection with our customers versus just putting flyers out. And after printing millions of flyers for years. I just despise the whole process of a print flyer. So you literally dropped all print? 100%, no newspaper, no little board at the grocery store, no flyers, no direct mail, nothing. Oh my gosh, that is, you know, I'm just thinking like just yesterday, I was saying to my wife in preparation of this, I think I got like four or five real estate flyers. Mm -hmm. And like, I looked at none of them, like none of them. The thing for me was your all the money, it costs so much. I mean, the paper has to be made and shipped and then printed on and then reshipped and folded and then stuffed and then re-delivered to a customer just for 95% and to be thrown directly into the recycle bin. If you go to a, an apartment building or a condo, people get their mail and then they actually put recycle bins below the mailboxes for all the print media to go. Oh my gosh. It's a complete waste and you get no feedback. You know, you can try and run a coupon or a coupon code, but no one that gets a flyer brings it into the store and shows you, oh, this is what brought me in. I want to buy this. So to me, it's it's the worst type of spray and pray advertising. Right. And, you know, they used to say 50% was wasted. You didn't know which 50%. And I think it's 75 or 80% when you're dealing with print media. So give some background because we, you mentioned this in one of your TikToks. We belong to what's called a buying group, a network of similar retailers selling the same brands with similar looking stores. Here are the plans from our store conversion in 2006, including the infamous interlocking tile pattern. So we're talking about your floor. We're talking about the floor. But here's the plot twist. I wasn't working here. I was working at the buying group and I was in charge of that network of stores. And before I come back to the family business, I had an 18 year career serving independent retailers across Canada. So yeah, I loved, uh, you know, my dad's my mentor. I loved working with him. I really always, as from a child, wanted to work in the family business for some reason. And when I graduated high school, he said, no, you go out and do something else. Go to school, go do whatever, do something. And if you want to come back, you can come back. So I went out to Calgary and really spread my wings and I sold appliances uh, for an appliance store called Atlas Appliances for a few years. And I had a girlfriend who was going to go to University of Guelph. So I moved back across the country and lived in Guelph. And I sold appliances and fireplaces in Hamilton. And there I was recruited uh, to a company called Cantrex Nationwide, which is a large buying and marketing group. We would go into an independent retailer, needed some renovation assistance, um, needed something just to kind of boost their appliance department. And one of my first jobs was 
developing those stores across the country. So I would fly out to a store, we would do the floor plan, do the selection, train the staff, install the whole department, and then manage it as it went on. Cool. And um, so 2018 would have given you like, I'm thinking about until pandemic hit, would have been just a year and a half maybe before the pandemic. Yep. And how is that just, uh, this is not about COVID and small business, but how, what was the business's response to that? Like what kept it going through the pandemic and it's still open today? Um, it's, it's more the opposite. It was, we really thought, oh gosh, we're going to be laying off staff. I, I started to tell guys, hey, paint that back storage room over there to kind of do something. And then what we didn't expect was sales to climb and climb and climb and have no no ceiling to them. Right. We never expected the amount of customers coming in, the amount of demand, the amount of renovations that people were doing because they weren't spending money on vacations. They weren't traveling anywhere. They were stuck at home looking at the kitchen they hated or using that dishwasher they hated. And the other great thing was they're using it twice as much or three times as much. Right. So they're slamming that door off and they're running more cycles. So appliances are wearing out faster. And then you add in the renovation and then we have a hot housing market because the pandemic drove people out of the city. Yeah. So this whole community we're in, a lot of people have seen their house price double. Um, so there's a lot of people selling their houses, which means more housing starts, more appliances. And the demand is, is un- it just hasn't stopped. Amazing. Well, that's great. I'm so happy for you. So you, you talked about stopping print media and going on social media. So was TikTok like an intentional part of that social media plan? No. How we got there was we were using, um, so really first pillar is Google. You know, you got to have your Google AdWords because 80, 90% of consumers are going to Google first. Uh, YouTube, we backed that up and we were using that canned content that the vendors will give you. But the issue is for me, it's the same message that everybody is speaking. So if you're saying the same thing as Sears used to or the brick, no one, no one hears it. You have to cut through that. So having original content was difficult. Uh, then I started using Fiverr, sort of a gray market way to get, uh, video content. Yeah. Uh, and it worked really well. We were able to get humorous videos and customize them for us. And we got a lot of attention because appliances and mattresses are not a sexy, not an interesting topic for most people. One of our clients is a plumber and he like, he says he, all he can do is just be available. That is his number one marketing. So I'm same for you, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, then we went from there. So I'm looking for content and I don't like doing the same thing for too long. Cause you see, you start to see the reaction drop and I heard about TikTok in the news. I heard at first, you know, a lot of negative things. Yep. Um, and then I just downloaded it one day and it took me a while to really understand. It's so simple, but, you know, I'm looking at videos. I don't understand what's going on. Yes. Then I realized that's quite a powerful video editor. And just to take a little tangent, I used to tell retailers in the old days, there's an old Radio Shack newspaper ad and it's got a video camera and it's got a phone and it's got an answering machine and it's got a tape recorder and it's got a, a ghetto blaster all in this one ad. Well, they're all now in this phone. So everything you used to need to market your business, you now carry around in your pocket. But TikTok took it to a new level. Yeah, It has such a powerful video editor and a powerful way to deploy that content uh, and tag it the way you want to. So at first, to get back to it, I was using TikTok to create nice videos that was better than my regular video editor and post them to my other social media and YouTube platforms. Really? Didn't get a lot of reaction. They were sort of funny. And I hadn't yet started to point the camera back at myself but when i started filming myself and narrating and doing the demos that i do when i'm selling things that's when we really saw the traction take off on tiktok and really transferred my focus in my opinion the nickel test is the number one demonstration you can show a customer for them to understand the quality in a hibge speed queen washer we set the washer to spin and hit start and let it get up to full speed 
Then we balance a couple of nickels right on the top. My focus now is TikTok, and I'm shocked at the amount of people that are calling. I Before I came here, a guy was on the phone with me, sells fire extinguishers in Toronto, saw my TikTok and wants to know what PR agency where TikTok's working with and talked to me for 20 minutes how he wants to do more of what we're doing. Well, I was telling a client, the future of social video, I don't think he, like, I, I've been saying that for a while. I'm not, it's not like I'm a genius. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> and so I was telling a client, you know, really encouraging them and they've put some resources towards TikTok. And the thing that put them over the edge is I showed them your video of somebody driving five hours yep. to pick up, what were they buying, a washer-dryer? Hips, yeah, hips washing machine for his uh, stepdaughter, yeah. Oh, my God. For, yeah, that's dude, that is crazy. Also, this is a plug for you as well, because for this podcast, people often go, who do you, how do you decide who you invite on? Often we see character first. And the one thing I really appreciate about your message is you often will say to people in the comments, you don't, I'm not going to ship to you in Edmonton. Yep. Find a local retailer. I'll help you find a local retailer. I love that. Yes. Because I was searching, uh, I wanted to see how a big appliance retailer was doing these days. And so I was searching online and the stories that I came up with was not their content. It was pictures on Twitter of people who had posted how they just left their product in the front lawn. Yep. Right. Stuff like that. You will never get that from an independent store. Like that would ruin them. So yes. Yeah. You talked already about the t- the quality of the editor, which I love. Nobody, because you know what, my my kids who are you know seventeen, thirteen, and, and eleven, yeah, they are on TikTok, but they have never once said to me, "Oh, Dad, this video editor is really much better than the one I remember from uh, from MySpace or iPhone." Yeah, exactly. So, um, when did you start to recognize how powerful and how wide your message could be spread? Hmm. I remember thinking in August to myself before really saying anything, holy cow, this is a lot of people coming in, a lot of people that want to meet me, a lot of phone calls from far away. And I knew by August things were changing, but I didn't know. I didn't know how to handle the remoteness of it. So I liked doing it. I was flattered. It's working for my local business, but I'm also fielding emails from Australia, New Zealand, all across the US. And I'm so flattered. They want to buy from me. Like I could show you 50 in in 10 minutes of people saying, how can I buy this washer from you? I'm in Kentucky. Or how can I buy it and give you credit? Right. You had the one video where you talked about like, you're so happy that you helped somebody buy a washer and dryer. And you're like, wait, I just did your job for you. Yeah. And it is. And it, my, my brother always reminds me because, uh, you'll, you'll hear, Oh, I just bought this and I just bought that. So as a salesman, you're like, why am I selling all this stuff everywhere, but I do enjoy it. Um, I do think it's going to be great for our business. And if it's great for other people's businesses, then so be it. You know, um, would I love to work with a couple vendors? There's a couple vendors very specifically. I'd love to work with a, maybe a sponsorship or some sort of agreement where I would produce content, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm going to say right now, that's not far in the future for you. It can't, it can't be if they're wise, if they're wise. Well, the, my problem is if I keep giving the milk for free, they're never going to buy the cow. Well, but you know what? I think just our, in our short conversation, I think you'll find an additional benefit you can offer them that you're not doing right now. I think you'll come up with a way. I'm sure 10 minutes of brainstorming, you'd be like, oh, I'm doing this now for me. But if I did this other thing, that's what I could package for them. I should also note that I believe, or in my personal opinion, the home goods category is a very antiquated category when it comes to these modern types of influencers, social media mm-hmm. um, thing. I don't think they're there yet. They don't understand it. They don't know how to fund it. They don't know how to control it where, where other industries are a little more on the cutting edge of it. Yeah. Like I work with a summer camp who is amazing at it. Like they've got it down pat. 
uh, work with a travel uh, company that has resorts in the Caribbean, and they've got it down pat. Yep. I think one of the things you're doing is you're illustrating to a whole segment that people, I'm 44, that there are 44-year-olds and 34-year-olds and 54 and 60-year-olds on the platform yes. looking to be engaged. That is a myth. Absolutely. Everyone told me, why would you market to kids? That was another objection. And the amount of people that are in older than you and I um, and saw it on TikTok is surprising even to me. Totally. But not anymore. Not anymore. Now we're we're getting it. When you said about uh, using it, I think one of the biggest things I don't see using it that I think who should use it is realtors. Oh, yeah. Realtors should be on TikTok because they have to market themselves. You can't market a house. You have to market you as, a, as the person that people want to contact. And I think building a personality and showing beautiful homes you're in, and I'm not here to push the real estate market, but I think that's one category I don't see reflected on TikTok that they could really benefit from. You know, there's a uh, one of the senator, I forget her name, on TikTok who I follow. And I couldn't name a sen. I still can't name a senator, obviously, but <laughs> I have no, I had no idea what they did. Yeah. No idea what usefulness they had, but you know what she's doing is she's bringing the issues of the day to like the people, so to speak through TikTok, And yes. she's doing it through authentically the same way you do mm-hmm. with her personality. And for the first time in my life, the Senate has been relevant. Interesting. And I think politicians, realtors, anybody where the product really is themselves as an individual yep. can, can benefit. And um, now as a Senator, she's a bit more free to, speak her mind than like a, a liberal or PC or whatnot. That's a big, when you say the word free too, it's another thing I've mentioned is I have a freedom that most employees, if you work for Home Depot, you can't fill a dishwasher with vinegar. And call out consumer reports, right? I love Yeah, you can't, you can't passive aggressively attack consumer reports or <laughs> run out to the business junk bin and start climbing around without some safety officer yelling at you. And if you, if you work for, let's say a, a vendor, a brand, you can't, you can only speak about your brand. So I'm very fortunate that I have the experience, the current knowledge and the freedom, you know, like a little sandbox, you know, to, to play in. Well, you know, I talk about when I'm discussing with clients, this very, like, who do you choose to be the face of your, of your TikTok? So, you know, cause you have, I said, you have a brother and a father yep. who could very easily have been the face, but you're the face of it now. Yep. And so we talk a lot about finding somebody who aligns naturally with the brand. You don't want an actor and you can find in your own company organization, somebody who is like eats, breathes, sleeps, your company. We spent months trying to make mascots for appliance store. And the, the, the things that the agencies would bring like octopuses with chef hats and electrical plugs that are cartoonized. And <laughs> it just, none of it made any sense. And at the end of the day, when you're an independent retailer, it's tough. I don't know if I believe in driving a national brand for, in, for a chain of independent retailers anymore. I think the uniqueness of it is your name. I mean, that's what you're trading on uh, your strength in your market, the awareness for you. You know, there's a guy in my neighborhood who's an arborist and he has done such a good job on social, mostly, uh, mostly with Instagram. Uh, but I imagine he'll move into TikTok soon that in the Facebook group, when somebody says, I need tree blank, his name is the first one that comes up, Yes, you know, uh, and it wouldn't, wouldn't work if it was like, if he had like, you know, Woody, the, uh, the seasoned Oak or something as his mascot. So. That's right. Well, I, I want to go back now. Tell me about the pre-qualification because I think this is something that uh, business owners will really find interesting. Um, what I immediately found was, so when people did come in, even if they didn't mention TikTok, you could tell because they would be drawn to a certain product and sometimes they're even quieter, oh. um, but they're much more pre-qualified. What they really wanted to hear me or my brother say was basically what I said in the video to make sure what they saw was actually real. Mm. 
And I think because shopping for anytime you separate a consumer from their money and the more money, the more emotion and tension enters the whole thing. People don't shop for appliances often. Um, They hear horror stories when they go online. They're very worried to have a problem. So it's a very intimidating, tense uh, thing. And then you have to add in that you're going to go in and in about an hour or two, give a stranger five or $10,000 and hope you get the right appliances that you're going to love. Here, they... I, I assume, or I'm presuming that they feel comfortable with me, uh, almost like they know me. Like when yeah. I watch oh, yeah. TV, you get a, you feel like you know these people. So I think that's, if you normally come in up this high in the purchase funnel, they're coming in here and a lot of them are right down in, I just want to order. I just want to order. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, are people calling it a speed queen? Because it, in the US, it's speed queen still. Yes. In 2018, it changed. Unfortunately, another large appliance company in Canada owns the brand. Yes. Uh, speed queen. So we are supposed to call it Hibsch, but there's no marketing. There's no YouTube channels for Hibsch. So you, and because my audience is so large in the U S actually larger in the U S than Canada, hmm. I had to start double tagging the video. Yeah. We're about 65% uh, U S I think the last time I looked. Okay. So that's a whole other conversation. So just in a sentence or two, is that useful for you? Cause that's what I'm, that's what I'm, uh, I'm also afraid for some clients that they build up this audience, but it's actually not really that useful for them. Well, it, it, it's what, uh, you had to take the good with the bad, but I don't want to call it bad. If my future, you know, if I do keep developing as an actual, it sounds silly to say it, like to even say the words out loud, but if I'm going to be an influencer or work with vendors, who knows where it'll take me, but I'm very dedicated to the family business. But if, if I was going to take time to consult, I'd be happy to do that. You know, my family would give me the time if I want to explore, yeah. you know, another side of things. But I think I see my future running that, that business. Yeah, I could see that as well. Okay, good. So I think the message I hear there, so if there's a, if you're a, a medium-sized business, you know, say five, $10 million in revenue, and you're like, hey, I got to get into the TikTok game. I'm a local business, very regionalized. I don't need all that extra audience. I think the message I'm hearing there is like, well, take that extra audience because you don't know what you'll do with them in the future. You might actually have opportunity for them. Yep. You talk about something you could do on your own, but another organization might be able to, to build a whole new business arm uh, with that audience. Sure. So I love this because um, like you and I were both here wearing collared plaid shirts. I love, you know, this is- we're both 44. You're all you're See, like you're my people. Perfect. And by the way, dude, just so you know, you are an influencer, just so you know. Thank you. And- I remember I was mentioning before when I used to do television back in the mid two thousands, the local flower shop. Yeah. When I come in, still is like, oh, you're the guy, yeah. and they always want to give me free flowers, and I'm like, no, let me please let me pay for my flowers for my wife. Like the yes. nothing not says I don't love you as much as you think I do than getting free flowers. Free, free flowers. <laughs> um, I was the auto parts store, and I got Mister TikTok himself <laughs> is in the room. I know, right? Yeah. So just so you know, you are like. That's a real thing. Like that's not, you know. It's happened so fast. It's, it didn't warm up to it. You know, it was breakneck speed. So this is what I love, this next sentence. And as people who listen to this podcast know, um, Naomi helps write these questions uh, for us. So, and this is true. TikTok has described your content as making appliances sexy, <laughs> which I don't think of those three words ever kind of <laughs> were in your vernacular before that. I'll take it. What was your approach at making the content? Like, Was that your goal or what was it? no. I really think, and I'm not, I've just, I've been in it, in the business so long since I was a kid, like on Saturdays, I'd go to the store and climb in the warehouse, you know, that was fun. And I would watch my dad or I would organize brochures or believe it or not, my first job at the store, and it's going to sound crazy, was whenever I came in, I was supposed to clean out the ashtrays from on top of the washing machines. Because back then, (laughs) you always were having a cigarette and then handing your customer one or like, 
it was a smoke fest in the in the eighties. It was crazy. <laughs> um, so I I always liked it. Uh, making appliances sexy. I just think I think about it on such a deeper, passionate level than a lot of people that work in it because they went to school. They went to school for marketing or sales, and then they got a job at a company, and they're they're good. They're dedicated to their jobs and their companies. But I don't think they go home at night and think about how does a twin compressor, twin evaporator system really work, and how does refrigerants mm-hmm. and how do microwaves do this? And and maybe they do. Don't get me wrong, and they just aren't on on TikTok. But most of the people I met, there's not much research and development in Canada. These are all U.S. companies, so really you're just selling the products that you're given you know, and putting them out. So there's no need for that other than product training. And hey, ours has this X, Y, and Z feature. But I think about it, how it impacts people's lives. And I try and show them in a way, what's the number one fear of a washer? It's going to break in three years. I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on it. So showing them the quality with that hipped washer and how we can balance nickels and how it has the best warranty. That you're, no, I like that you're really like somebody sitting at home is thinking just as intimately about their business as you are about yours. Yes. And so what I think you're doing right now is you're helping them give them a voice for taking their passion online the same way you did. So what I'm hearing is like you weren't trying to make it sexy. You were just trying to help people understand what, what you love about these things. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sell. It's another big thing. I tell people I'm not, I never mentioned price. I never mentioned go to my website. All I do is make you want to buy it. Mm. You know, flash marketing. If you want to say like, I'm, I'm making it appealing to you. I'm showing you what I love about it. And I'm not asking you for the sale. So it's also a much less threatening thing. Mm. So last question, you talked about potentially moving into consulting. Let's get some of that free consulting right now before you're starting to charge a, a princely hourly sum. You got it. Three, five things like, you know, like really actionable steps that a business owner can do to start their TikTok journey today. Like they can hang up this podcast and go. Um, that Just remember that no matter how boring you think your business is because you do it and it's completely normal to you, you might not realize who finds it interesting out there. So you just got to go ahead and start filming things because... There's no harm in putting it up there. If it's not interesting, people won't watch it. And if you put up something that's interesting and you get a reaction, then you know your audience wants more of that. Just get up and do it. Download the app and take a couple of weeks and just build your own feed. Just flick your thumb until that thing learns you and starts showing you videos you like because the videos you watch more, you're going to get more of. Mm-hmm. And it'll come together. I didn't start posting the first day I downloaded the app. I watched videos and watch some other inspiring guys, no one quite like me, but I watched diesel mechanics and roofers and dairy farmers mm. that were fascinating to me. And now I watch, there's this lawn care guy that has a great business in the States. There's a pool guy that does pool cleaning that I can't, I don't have a pool. I can't get enough of him. Oh, black water. And yes. yeah, and then he gets all the water back. Yes, I've seen him. So I can't get enough of that guy. Who would have thought that you would be sitting at home at night having a drink, watching a pool cleaning guy and being and not turning on your TV because you're more entertained by the pool cleaning guy? And the other one's an onion farmer. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, he talked because he's talking all about like supply chain right now and and like how like all the machines they use to like measure yep. different sized onions so they can package them together in the right out. Right. I find all that stuff fascinating. As a kid, I love those science shows, seeing demonstrations, being explained things, you know. And so I'm just really kind of my whole history came together. Yeah, so download the app, start watching it, build your feed. That's the biggest. I, I don't want to make it too simple, but you just got to get up and do it and find your own personality. Don't be scared. And if you don't like something, you can always delete it right. and get rid of it. It doesn't have to exist forever. If you feel like you're pushing it, you know, if you don't know what you're going to say, I, I don't know, but people put up videos with no narration and a, a music behind it and they dig a hole with a machine and they get a thousand likes. So really yeah. Uh, yeah. just try it. Right. 
just I just I thought of right now. So we've talked a lot about appliances because you do mattresses as well. Have you found that the mattress content was not as engaging? Because I don't I don't see as much mattress content. Mattresses are a, a, a notoriously difficult thing to market because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. They're all sewn shut. You have to tell people what's in it, and comfort is only felt when they're actually laying on it. People that buy a mattress online just blow my mind. Like I can't. But personally, I can't buy shoes online. I want to put my feet in them first. Mm. Appliances is the bulk of our business. Um, and I find that if they kind of look a little sexier, I keep showing the same white box, the same white box. It's very hard to convey a feel. But in the greater Toronto area alone, when I was working in Toronto, there was 57 mattress manufacturers. So to even talk about something that's consistent across the country or North America, or in Napoleon Grill, that's the same grill. They're made in Barrie, Ontario, and that's wherever they're made. Or in the world, they're made in Barrie. Whirlpool fridge is the same U.S. and Canada. Mattresses are such a subjective thing. Interesting. That was for everybody listening. That was just for my own personal interest. <laughs> that's that's why you should have your own podcast. Talk about what you want to talk about. Maybe next. Corey, you delivered, man. Thank you so much. You are going to enjoy all the media that you'll get to do over the next little bit because your personality, what makes your channel attractive, just carries on into the the media for sure. Uh, there's a few people I want to thank that made sure that made this come together. First, Naomi Grossman, as I said, she's my EA. She helps write these questions and research them. If you're seeing this online, Jamie Hunter, our content manager, Amber Tompkins and Carrie Cotton take care of our account. So I was watching our Slack channel as we were talking. They're taking care of clients. Thank you so much, you two. Austin Pomeroy is our audio editor. So he's going to make sure all the stuff that really sucked during this, you don't hear and that we sound great. Yes. And uh, Jeff Anhorn does all the video for us. Says takes a raw video, makes it look great. Thank you to uh, all those people. But uh, Corey, thank you so much for like sharing so candidly and authentically, which I should not have expected anything different from you, but thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you want to see this video, check out our website, leadingwithnice.com. You can see it on YouTube if you're listening. If you want the podcast version, you can get it there as well. And we have other great conversations with business thought education leaders. Until next time, have a great day and I'll talk to you then. Mm -hmm.